Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher, and as per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and I'm joined this week by Aaron for another for a third episode this time. G'day. Yeah, and... Hello, uh, hello. Yeah, and uh, this week, uh, we are going to be talking about the Thor, uh, at current time of recording, trilogy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, so this is coming out... I'm just going to say a week earlier than it usually would have, because I had something planned, a special episode planned for when this would have usually gone out, so that's why this is happening now, and it don't want to happen after, because it'll be too late and all that stuff, you know. So, yeah, I've covered the MCU once before, very in-depth, when Doctor Strange 2 came out, just like a couple months ago. Uh, so, Aaron, do you have any sort of one, uh, sort of what are your sort of general thoughts on the MCU as like sort of a uh, franchise? I really like it. Like, there's some, there's some like TV shows and like a couple of other things here and there that I'm like, as a big Marvel fan, I'm like, eh, it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was really annoyed personally when you know Thanos destroyed the stones with the stones. Yeah. If you've read the comics, you would know that um, stones, the stones can't destroy the stones. Mm-hmm. You can't destroy the stones at all because yeah. they're a part of reality itself, like a part of the, the part of the universe that makes the universe the universe. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, but like overall, I really like it. I actually haven't seen uh, multiverse yet. So oh, okay, well, we're not gonna be covering yeah. it. So that's. That's That's fine. a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good adaptation of the comic books, and glad that I've been around to see it. You know. Yeah, I think I we've I've sort of talked about this. I, I think maybe on here. I don't know if I have, but uh, this is sort of a modern day, like sort of people of certain generations had certain film, like like certain people had like Star Wars as like their big thing when they were growing up, and and you know that sort of thing. Which I is think still my big thing. It is, well. yeah, but it it wasn't like this. Like the MCU was sort of the it's like the newer version of that. If that sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I get, I get totally where you're coming from. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Thor. Uh. I I think to sort of lay my cards on the table, it took them a long time to get his character right. I I think. Yeah. It. I mean, I didn't find him to be an, a particularly great character until Ragnarok, which was his third solo film, and this it was his fourth film. I think he was in. I think he, there was two Avengers films, and the first two uh, Thor films. Yeah. I Look, I, I I loved him in uh, Age of Ultron. I kind of you know the interaction <laughs> between him and Hulk, which you still see in Ragnarok. Yeah. And everyone else, like the whole scene when they're like. You're not worthy, you know, and he, you know, picks yeah. up the hammer and it's like, you're just, you're not worthy. Or like yeah. the scene when Vision picks up the hammer or like when they question, like, if if the elevator moves and the yeah. moves upwards, then is the hammer, is, is the, the elevator, elevator worthy? worthy? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess jumping right into the first Thor film, I don't think I saw this when it came out at the cinema. I think I would have seen this probably on DVD um, I would say same, same here. And... Um, yeah, I, I honestly, 
um yeah you you continue sorry yeah it's uh it's like it's not a i don't the first one isn't bad i wouldn't go that far but it definitely feels like early mcu like i think the early days of marvel uh, the first phase rather from the first iron man film to the first avengers is very shaky and they like they haven't got everything quite figured out yet yeah um, yeah I, I i would totally agree with that i would say the first film is pretty integral because it leads to the first avengers movie yeah like i think all the phase one marvel movies before the avengers are all important and they all lead to the avengers but they don't really like they're not great though like I would say the first Iron Man is the only really good film in the first, in that sort of first group of films before the first Avengers, which is one of the best films of the franchise to me. I think I would have to disagree with that one. Oh, Just okay. Just purely, I love Captain America. I love the first film. Mm-hmm. I think it really captured Captain America as a character and really set up his character really well, I think. Ah, like, yeah, so I guess to sort of, yeah, put it sort of in a general sense, I think, I do think... Because that's what the first phase is about, you know, setting up characters and like, these are the characters. Yeah, I I, I do think that most of the phase one films are very good at establishing the sort of integral parts of the next several years, you know, with Captain America, Iron Man... Uh, Thor is a bit. We'll, we'll get into this in in, in momentarily. Yeah. But Thor, you know, Hulk, uh, you know, they they introduce all these things and and all these characters. And and I think as time has gone on, they've gotten better and better at introducing the characters to the to introducing new characters with their solo films. Mostly, yeah. I think most of what they've done to introduce characters is pretty solid. They haven't had, like, a perfect streak or had, like, a perfect run of films, but I think, yeah, they definitely... They're doing better than DC. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, DC is completely gone. DC just is... It's not going very well over there. Because I I think... I tried to watch the first Justice League movie recently, and I just stopped watching it. (laughs) I I just was like... it, It was, like, two hours in or something like that and i was like nah i'm done can't yeah mm. the, f- the first one or like the the one that came out last year because there was one that oh uh, what's the one when you know they like starting like dark side they're like hinting at dark side but it's not really dark side it's like one of his minions i mean it's technically both of those justice league films it's just that one of them has dark side in it but it's four hours, and the other one is, like, two hours. Yeah, it's the four-hour one that I watched. Yeah, no. And I was just like, nah, fuck this, I'm out after two yeah. hours. Yeah, no, oh. it's... Uh, I, I've talked about it on here, how that film was a massive disappointment, because it's just the same movie as the first Justice League film, just extended by two hours. Oh, there's just so many things. As Again, I'm a huge comic book fan. I love mm. both Marvel and DC. Yeah. And there's so many things that just hurt me. Yeah. As I am, you know, I just, yeah, I know things about the characters in the comic books, and I'm like, Argh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so, so sort of to go on that 
to go on a comic and the sort of uh, accuracy to the comics, um, how accurate like is this first Thor film to the uh, original comic? Like, how much well is this adapted? I wouldn't say it's not too bad. It's not my depending on because there's like multiple iterations of the story being retold over yeah. and over again, mm-hmm, as yeah. you know, comic books do reboots. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't. I would say it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. It follow, I think I'm fairly sure it follows one particular line. I can't remember like a particular reboot, but I can't remember. But like, it's pretty accurate setting up the characters and all that. Like, I love yeah. how the oh my god, the actor that plays Odin. Um, oh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. I love how he does Odin. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit yeah. sad that you don't get him to you don't get to see him use his full powers like you know use the full Odin force yeah as it is. yeah okay. but I don't know I I still again um all the characters are played really well I would say e- mm. and pretty accurate yeah uh I'm not sure I would agree with that I think that as a uh, I think. Like, there's no one who's bad. I, I wouldn't say there's any bad performances, really. I, I do think the more human characters like Jane and um, Selvig and, and Darcy as well, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're just sort of the weaker parts in the film. And yeah, I think I we, when I did my Doctor Strange episode with Tom, we talked about how annoying we found Darcy as a character. And I think this, and because this is her first film that she's in, is the first two yeah. Thor films. And I'm just like, she's, because I don't have a dislike for the actress at all. I just think that just the way they write her character is kind of like, it's not, it just sort of needs, the, the writing yeah. needs to be better, is my point, really. Could I, could I add on to that? Um, yeah, sure. So, so, like, talking about human characters, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, all his Asgard um, friends like Sif, Boulder, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I really, like, don't like how they, like, side push them. Like, mm. push them off on the side. They yeah. got, like, you know, like, they're there, but they're not really there. Like, Sif yeah. is a really important part of the Thor story. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. um, I think, I think it's Boulder, not Boulder. Uh, I forgot his name, but one even one of the characters there becomes um, what's known as um, Mighty Thor in uh, in one of the comic books. So mm. like that, his whole group of Asgardian friends are like really important. Yeah. In the comic books, but here they're like, you know, yeah. Five, you know, yeah. No one gives a fuck about them. Yeah, um, I think that's a problem with Thor stories and trying to do solo films with him is they need to, because he's so strong of a character and at times he's a bit OP, so they yeah. need to do something with his character to be like, okay, well we need this, we need a two-hour film and how are we going to do that? And in this one, they just take away Thor's powers entirely, which like. That does happen in the comic books, and mm-hmm. he, he he dawns on an alter ego and everything like, yeah, like in this like, film, yeah, yeah. But like, I like it, and I just don't like it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's definitely interesting, and also like because the, the location 
the film is set is in New Mexico. Yeah. Which feels a bit like, I don't know, it seems a bit odd to be like, this is where the this Marvel film's going to be set. Well, if you think about it, like, you know, New Mexico is like Roswell and stuff like that. So, like, mm. you know, they're like, oh, he might be an alien. No, it turns out he's a he's, god. He's a god, yeah. Yeah. But... I think, like, location matters. And not that it yeah. couldn't work, it's just they don't... It doesn't Use it fully as well. work. Yeah, exactly. Going back to the powers being taken away. Yeah. So, you know what I find funny? What? Ragnarok completely contradicts the first movie, if you think about it. Because he gets the hammer taken away from him. The hammer gets destroyed. And the whole thing is, the power comes from within him. He mm. he's, not the, he's not Thor, God of Hammers. He's Thor, God of Thunder. Yeah. And so, you think about it... In the first movie, mm. he just gets his hammer taken away. So he's still a god and he's still got his powers. Mm. Well, it, it says here that he is exiled to Earth as a mortal. So he doesn't... So his powers are taken from him. So uh, even... fine prince. Yeah, even if he didn't have... Despite not having the hammer, he doesn't have the powers, like, at all. Like, he's... Yeah. But um, he still has, like the appetite of a god in that scene in the diner where he's just shoveling food down and he's drinking, you know, and yeah. and he's able to take on all of these shield agents oh, just, like, when so he says, easily. Um, when he drinks the coffee and he goes, yes, another! <laughs> and then smashes the glass, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. That. yeah, it's... Because uh, I think... Because I do like the concept of putting someone like Thor, like a god or an, or an alien or something into human into like regular human society and having yeah. them mingle with regular people but there's like, a lot of stories that do that as well though like yeah. so many movies tv shows all that kind of stuff that does that kind of play all the time but this like this film i feel like doesn't take as like full like i don't know something about this film just feels like it's missing something and i don't know like what it is exactly it just it, it just something isn't quite right yeah to me but uh i think like yeah because we we don't really see asgard a whole lot in the film or anything yeah. like we we see sort of we sort of go back and forth but there's a lot of time on earth in new mexico and then we'll have like five minutes in asgard and then we'll cut back to new mexico for another 20 you know it, they uh, and i understand that thor's there and he's the main character but i just don't find uh the I don't know. I mean, Thor's the main character, and I'm just sort of like, but he's because yeah. he's not an Asgard. Then I'm kind of like not interested in the Asgard stuff because I'm like it's not really doing a whole lot. Yeah, like, like it is. It's it's sort of servicing the plot basically, but it's not interesting service to the plot. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But so, I love High um Heindorn. Oh yeah, I love how they did Heindorn and. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say that um, if, like, you notice that some of the best scenes in Thor mm-hmm. are all the improvised scenes. Yes. Yeah. So, Particularly in and, Ragnarok, where I feel yeah. like that's more... Well, the whole... Most of Ragnarok was improvised. Like, pretty yeah. much all of it was. So... Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, like, they had the script, but they but they used the takes where he just didn't follow it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it... <clears throat> you know the whole speech 
that um, Odin does to Thor, you know, when he casts them out, you know? It's yeah. like that whole scene, completely improvised by Anthony Hawkins. Completely what? In the first one like, or in... In the first movie. In the first movie when he does the speech to Thor when he casts them out from Asgard. That was improvised. Yeah, that whole scene was improvised and like, you know, he actually like, there's like a story behind that that he, he actually like a lot of period got people got teary after that scene because he put a lot of emotion into it through huh. the improvisation yeah that's interesting that seems interesting to improvise that specific scene so i just wonder yeah. where did you see was that like said by someone who worked on the film or? yeah um i can't remember where i saw it but i remember it being said by um, somebody that worked on the film, but uh, I'm fairly sure that particular scene was improvised in the film, and I was like, mm. and it shows how good of an you know actor Anthony Hopkins is, you know. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I did not know that. Apparently, yeah, it's very interesting part. And yeah. I gotta say, that's one of the best scenes in the movie. You know, when he cast mm. out Thor because yeah. it has that raw emotion in it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Also, I I just sort of realized we haven't actually touched on Tom Hiddleston as Loki, who was a oh. fan favorite. Uh, I've never really gotten the love for Loki's character. Like he's not really no, like he's not bad. I I think what it is actually is the fan base behind that Lo- Loki's character is the problem. It's it's not the actor's fault. Yeah, it's I just will, that his I will fan say girls I, are really yeah. a lot, and they and can't like, take away from it. Yeah, and like I, I, I think he plays Loki really well. Don't get me wrong, mm. I think he really suits Loki, mm. and like I couldn't see anyone else playing Loki at this point. Yeah, but like in this movie, he he's like I think just trying to find his. Like, trying to find how he's going to play Loki. Yeah, I think, yeah. This one, he he feels sort of like... Yeah, he's... Yeah, like, he's trying to find... Yeah, trying to find his footing and and trying to find sort of the balance to his character to make him work. And, like, I I always got frustrated that they bring up the bit that he's a half-frost giant, right? They bring it up, they give him the casket of Eternal Winter and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then they do nothing with it in, in next film. Yeah, exactly. I, I, nothing. It's a, it's a fact that I always forget about Loki that he is part that he is a frost giant or part frost giant. Like, because it's and the it only, never comes up in any of the yeah. other films. And the only time you see him in a, like a full frost giant form is in um, Party Four What If episode. When, yeah, um, that is if, true. Yeah, yeah. It's the what if Loki um, didn't stay in Asgard? That's the only time you see him as a frost giant. Yeah, it's really. uh, yeah. It's interesting that they yeah they introduce him and they make it a big part of his character, and then after this first Thor film, they just are like we they just forget about it and it just yeah, they, they just move on it under the rug. It's yeah. like this didn't happen. This yeah. And, like, I will say, I think Loki, I really started to like Loki's character when he got his own TV show. I think that really 
that's fair. Um, Loki, quite... yeah, Loki TV show is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this I... is sort of just like, yeah, it's just like fine, I guess. Surprisingly enough, I started liking Loki more in Dark World. Mm, yeah, I think a lot of people, from what I've seen, didn't really like Loki until, I, yeah, the first Avengers film or Thor two. I think that's when people he he really started to cat hit get his footing for a lot of people. But yeah, and because... that's what I think most people sort of agreed at this point. He's sort of one of the weaker Marvel villains. Yeah. Which is a shame because in the comic books, again, he's actually like one of the main villains slash anti-heroes in, uh, in Marvel in general. Like not just Thor, but in like Marvel comics in yeah, general. Yeah, like wasn't he the first villain the event? Well, he was part of like the first Avengers comic book. Like, the, the, uh, I think I saw something. Yeah, that he like mind controls Hulk or something. And then I know, it, or something like that. I think I know Ultron's like one of the first Marvel villains out there as well. Yeah. So like you know he he's online he's been around as pretty much as long as Ultron's been around mm. as a villain. Yeah. And yeah, and he's probably just as important. So you know, I think yeah, I think that like sort of the whole um, yeah I. Yeah, I think he was a good choice for their for the first Avengers film to be the villain. Yeah, because he was because like he was the only really established character they had that they could use, and plus he had lots of connections to Thanos and all that. Yeah, like he's in that fit in that in this film Loki's character. He doesn't have not bad actors to, but he has he's he's playing off other characters who aren't as well written as the Avengers characters are in that first Avengers yeah. film. So I think it uh it doesn't work as well there, but here it works. Like it's not like it doesn't work as well because he they need the characters he's bit he's interacting with are not as well written as they could yeah. be. So it doesn't um do a lot for him. Uh, and, and sort of to sort of round out the main sort of cast, uh, we've got Natalie Portman. As Jade Foster, who was who's a big part of the new one, um, yeah, yeah, she's not, yeah, she's not not really great in in this film or in Thor two. To be honest, I I don't think uh, yeah, they... I still think it's a good pick. Like they picked mm. the right actress, yeah, Australia, but I don't think they gave her enough opportunity to be acting here, pretty much. Yeah, that that's the thing. I think. It, in the, in the MCU, I think in the early stages they pick good actors to play parts. They just don't give them enough to do screen time. Good, yeah, they don't give them enough screen time or give them enough things to do in that part. So hopefully, with this new thought, Taika will do stuff with Natalie Portman and she'll be a well-written character. But she seemingly is in a very integral part of this new oh. Thor. I would like to hope. That they could finally do something interesting with her with character, Jane. with Jane, yeah, and 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 yeah. really give her character more depth. Because now, because at, at this point in these Thor films she's been in, she's just sort of like, oh, Thor, you you left, and oh no, Thor's leaving, and and yeah. she's just sort she's of just being complaining and just sort of yeah. not really being that interesting. And Jane's yeah. Jane's a lot like a very cool character in general like mm. for instance if you've ever watched the um avengers tv show um avengers assemble 
I don't think I have. Uh... That's a really good TV show. Recommend it. Uh, mm-hmm. She Jane is actually like this badass um, paramedic in that TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you know she's like you know risking her life going out there, even when there's super villains and all that. You know, terrorizing, and she goes running in and helping people. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, like, I think they could have done so many other media outlets, like TV shows, yeah. and the comics have done so much more with her character. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in this, it's like, yeah, she's there. She's there. You know, yeah. She's yeah. there. And I mean, yeah, most of the human characters as well are just sort of there as well, and don't really add too much to the. Um, to the to the film uh yeah so this yeah the, the film is there is a lot of um dialogue and exposition in this um there's like lots of science talk and explanation of like what the nine realms are and how the bifrost works and all that and yeah it's uh and i understand that we as an audience need to know this and need to have good explanations of why this is what it is but it just needs to be done more dynamically and more interestingly because they're just sort of saying things and just being like, here's here's a ton of information and you just have to comprehend it all and it's just a lot to take in sort of all yeah. at once. Yeah, agreed. Um, you got to pace it a little bit more. Pace it yeah. out, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, and I think that, like, a lot of films a lot of marvel film it's not a lot of marvel films but a few marvel films have that sort of problem where they need to get information out to the audience and and explain things so things make sense but it's just not Um, done in a i could say another example um captain marvel i felt like captain marvel was the exact same thing where Mm. like they just pushed out so much to for it yeah so much information Mm-hmm, yeah. And then, yeah. It just... And yeah, it's kind of o- overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And I guess, like, the human characters in, like, the second movie get a little bit more... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do a bit more with them. And they sort of... Yeah, they do more with them. And I think it's sort of because the characters are established at that point... But yeah. like they're still not really that well written in in that sort of in that film. Like you know the whole thing, like you know, um, Jane has the reality stone inside of her at the moment. <laughs> yeah, whatever they called it, ether, the ether or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, and the dark elves are just terrible. They do the dark elves so badly. Yeah, well, we're, we're gonna get onto the dark world in just a couple minutes. Just uh, We'll just sort of say a couple more things about Thor and then we'll move on. Yeah, I, I like, I think this Thor, I, I think that, like, they, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on Earth which is fine, I don't mind that but it's just not, they need to sort of do more interesting things while they're there on Earth and then, like, Stuff on Asgard I don't find particularly interesting because Thor isn't there. So I'm just like, well, when's Thor coming back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The final fight seems pretty good Mm. against Loki and Thor. Loki and Thor, yeah. After uh, Loki has tried to... Well, he saves Odin. um... Yeah, he's he's sent the Destroyer to kill Thor and then he's tried to um, 
have Odin be killed by the frost giants, giants and then he, well, he was, saves them. It, it was a ploy. Yeah, it's all him manipulating. Like that, that's how Loki is in general. It's usually he's the manipulator in the background, you know. Yeah, and and we definitely get that in pretty much every film he's in. Mm. Of, and yeah, so he yeah he goes, and then him and Thor yeah, have that final battle uh, in the um, on the bridge and in the yeah. room, and and yeah, there's just lots of. I think like. A lot of the fight scenes in Marvel films are very well shot and put together, uh, yeah. and so they sort of do. But I, I do think DC, like I don't know, because I think in Marvel, I do think they're definitely getting more to it now. But a lot of Marvel's films, pretty much throughout most of the entire franchise, they feel like that specific director's sort of films, like they're they're yeah. shot in that sort of way, or they do or they do like you know angles or they or they sort of infuse specific elements of directors yeah i totally agree and this one has and, and this first thought has a lot of dutch angles in it for for uh, an unknown reason other than i guess the director just likes dutch angles it's very um out there but i think like yeah yeah th- this film is it kind of does feel a bit like a Kenneth Branagh film, who's the director, but it also just doesn't feel that interesting in terms of how it's shot and put together in sort of a, a technical sense and sort of editing in that. It's just sort of like sort of sort of point A to B. It's sort of just a sort of... It's functional editing and directing, but it's not like anything amazing, you know? Yeah. And like I feel like it just needed a little bit more to it in general. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah, Loki, he well, dies, quote-unquote. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the bridge has been destroyed, and then everything sort of wraps up nicely, as a lot of these Marvel films do, uh, which isn't a bad thing. It's just how a lot of them end. There's a, it's a happy ending. Yeah. And then and there's, like, the post credit scenes, which sort of leads yeah. into the Avengers, where Selvig, and he sees Loki, and all that, and that's the... And then that, yeah, that leads into the first sort of Avengers film. Um, I think this first film, there's a, there's not a whole lot to say, really, honestly. I, I think, like, it's... It's all right. It's like a, yeah, it's a decent film, but it's not, there's not a whole lot to say about it. Like, it's sort of very phase one Marvel. It's very functional. It just sort yeah. of gets to the point. It does what it needs to do, and that's not, and that's okay. You know, it introduces Thor and Loki and Asgard and all that, and that's fine. But it's not as interesting to sort of go through it, uh, unlike Thor: The Dark World, which fails as a film, and Thor: Ragnarok, which very well succeeds, but yeah. in my opinion, and we'll get to that uh, momentarily. Are there any sort of final things you want to say about this uh, first Thor before we move on? No, not really. It was yeah. Just, it was there. It was a movie. It, it was a movie, yeah. It was an introduction to Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, it had some good moments in it, but most of the time it was like, yeah, yeah. it was there. I mean, I think the best scene, just before we wrap up on this, uh, I think the best scene of the film is when Thor, he's he's going to get Mjolnir and he's you know fighting through all those shield guys and he's trying to lift the hammer and he can't like i think that's probably yes. the best part of the film it's uh, i gotta say like he put chris oh, chris, chris evans chris um, hemsworth chris, chris evans is captain america yeah brain 
uh, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth does like really good job to bring that emotion that like mm-hmm. oh my god I can't lift my hammer yeah, exactly. that's what makes me special you know yeah exactly he goes sort of from like pure sort of yeah happiness and just like oh look it's it's my hammer and then he tries lifting and he can't and he you know he's just trying to lift and he can't and then yeah he just sort of yells into this guy you know yeah yeah uh so i'd give the first thor film a six out of ten it's uh it's 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 decent i would give it um probably the same six out of ten ten, yeah all right and then after that we've got maybe the worst mcu film in thor the dark world i would say it's not the worst but it's it's up there Mm. What would, you, what would you say is worse? Look, people might hate me. Captain Marvel did not mm. like Captain Marvel whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to rewatch it for this when the new one comes out, but I didn't particularly care for it either. Um, yeah. I just think... I didn't like how, like, yes, in, in the comic books, Captain Marvel's, like, very cocky and all that. Yeah, but you need to write like that well. They... Yeah, and I just don't think they wrote her well in yeah. the whole MCU at all. I yeah, just don't like, think they wrote her well. Like Iron Man, for example. I'll say this. Iron Man, his character is very cocky and a bit of a dick. And they def- and it took them a bit of time to get his character right, I felt. Like, I really like him in that first Iron Man, but they did, it did take them a bit of time to sort of get that character right. So, so hopefully her character will get better as the series goes on. They just need to sort of iron out the kinks with her character i think yeah uh, but this thor the dark world um so i didn't see this when it came out I, I i i didn't see this until like a couple years ago and it was more just so that i could say i've seen all the the marvel films um because i just didn't care every every one i knew everything i saw about it all the reviews were like this is bad this is like the worst marvel film don't see it and i was like all right cool I will not go see it. And then, yeah. yeah, I rewatched it yesterday. And, man, it's not as bad as I remember, but it isn't good. Yeah. Um, it isn't good. Yeah. But... It's, uh, yeah. So, they, yeah, they introduced the Dark Elves in this as the sort of main antagonistic force. Um, yeah. They're a bit bland. They don't really do a, a whole lot with them, do they? I, nah. Uh, yeah. Wasted opportunity, I say. Yeah. Yeah, because I, cause I take it from the way you're speaking in the comics, they're much cooler characters and they're much more... Yeah. 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 And, like, if you look into mythology and all that too, um, they're way cooler as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't... I don't know. Like, I don't... Like, they... Yeah, something about them just doesn't really mm. work. And, like, did they even bring up the um, light elves as well? Like, there's dark and light elves. Oh, even, I can't I'm trying even remember to think. I just watched this. I watched elves. this. Yeah, I watched this film yesterday, and I don't remember them bring. I don't remember. I don't because, think so. Because, like, in, like, history standpoint, in battle mythology and, like, so many other things have it that, like, the light and dark elves are, like, constantly like, mm-hmm. fighting each other because, you know... Yeah, because they're... One's the, light, one's dark. One's That's light, how yeah, it works. The, the opposites of each other, yeah. Yeah, the, the film really 
just sort it just short, sort of shows that it's just sort of Asgard versus the Dark Elves. It doesn't really do much more. Yeah. Um, beyond that, and I just think like the film doesn't do a whole lot uh with it like again i think like natalie portman's character is just sort of jane foster is uh just sort of there like isn't as doing much to service the stuff well she does a bit more in that she is sort of she finds the ether yeah and then she it's like in her body and she and they have to get it out because like if they don't she'll you know like die or whatever it is like she needs it's a big deal um but I'm just sort of I I think like it just doesn't really work. Yeah, uh, I, I I could totally agree with that. Yeah, l- like she just like they just don't really I don't know like because because they were you know they were slowly building to Infinity War and the and Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and everything and uh, yeah they had introduced a few stones at this point but they just sort of. Like, some of the films that introduce the Infinity Stones, like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, or... Does it really well, I or, think. yeah, or Doctor Strange, you know, that sort of thing. Like, those two, like, two, those, one of the, you know, those are sort of, like, good introductions to the, to the Infinity Stones. Uh, yeah. And then they just sort of don't... But this film, they just sort of don't do a whole lot. They're just like, you can't touch her, or you'll be, or, you know, stuff will happen, you know? Um, and it's uh, wasted potential pretty much. Yeah, like, like, oh, they could have done something with that. Yeah, I, I think like, yeah, I think the only really good stuff of the film is when Thor and Malekith are fighting and they're sort of falling through sort of dimension. Well, not dimensions, but like worlds, reality, realities. Yeah, and they're just going to different, yeah, parts of the universe. Like, I think that's the only really good stuff. Everything else is just sort of like it's just like really like this is this is what they decided to follow up that like to do with Thor post Avengers like yeah we've got it makes sense that Loki's on Asgard and he's prisoner and yeah. everything but it's just sort of like okay it, it kind of just it sucks <laughs> yeah you just need to. Like I do think Lo- like I think Loki is a bit better of a character here. I think they a hundred percent. Like how like in the prison, you know, he's there, he's disguising it as looking perfect, but then all of a sudden the you know, illusion drops and he's there on the floor, you know. Yeah. I think that's a really nice uh, sort of reveal in the You know film. the blood on his foot? That's actually from an actual cut that he happened while they were doing that. I... While they were making that, apparently. Apparently, that was an actual, like, cut. And they hmm. just put it, kept in the movie. Uh, I mean, that makes sense, because everything in that room is sort of... Yeah. Broken. Uh, I don't know how true that that one is. I don't know how true that one is, but I remember hearing that that's an actual cut. That's actually him bleeding. Um, oh yeah, I just didn't. I didn't notice that uh, sort of part of the scene. I wasn't really focusing in on it. But yeah, no, it's part of the film, and it definitely seems like something that would just sort of happen accidentally, and just like, oh, we can keep this in because it fits in the scene. 
and I think there's also another scene when uh, Jane slaps Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and she... that's like an actual like slap slap. slap. Yeah, like, because they took like 19 tries to do the fake one, and they were like, "Just slap him," and he was like, "Yeah." Chris was like, "Yes, yeah, just slap me," and she just gives him yeah. a fake. <laughs> yeah, and then he fun- does, and she does the same thing with Loki, and it's funny as yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I think that happens a lot in films where they need to do like a slapping scene where, where like a woman slaps a guy, and they try yeah. faking it, but it's really hard to fake that to fake that kind of thing when and like like and you got to line it up and all that kind of yeah, stuff. and then you know it's usually like a close up, so yeah. you need to do it for real. Yeah, and so, yeah, a lot of the time it just sort of boils down to having to actually slap their uh, their scene partner. Yeah. And, like, going, going back to the topic of Loki, mm-hmm. um, I, I think he's a lot more... He's way better in this, um, in this movie. He's got a lot more character to him. Yeah. He uses a lot more of his illusionary powers, I think. Yeah, like, I think... Yeah, like, the other good scene that I actually quite like is when he, hit, hit, like, Thor has broken him out and he's dressing up at... Well, he's not dressing Captain up, America. He's, yeah, he, he becomes, like, a guard and then he makes Thor become Sif. Then he becomes Captain America, which I think is a really nice moment. Okay, I recently learned this, um... Again, I, I, I like going in learning weird facts about movies, right? Yeah, so same, yeah. I how it. that scene happened... Was that originally um, Chris Evans was on the same set and they had access to the costume, and yeah. so he was like, "Can I try the costume on?" And <laughs> so he just randomly he was like playing Loki in the costume, and he did the truth American and the American way, you know, yeah. truth justice in the American way, and he did that. And the um, the director at the time, yeah, um, saw that and actually really liked it, and so that's why they were like, "Hey, Chris, you want to do this scene?" Yeah, the little cameo, and he was like, "Yeah, sure," and that's how it happened. Yeah, th- that happens a lot. I found like where actors will just sort of be nearby because that that happens. Yeah, and that totally makes sense for this because it's very sort of out of nowhere, which is like, oh, he's now, you know, he's Captain there. America. Yeah, and because like it would make sense that you could probably get Chris Evans to do. Like, because I know he was just on set, but, like, it would make sense to be be like, yeah, who can be Captain America? Because, like, you know, if he had to become Tony Stark, it would be, like, very expensive to get Robert Downey Jr. in and and all that kind of thing. Just Robert Downey Jr. He he takes a lot of money for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I think that's, like, the only good scene. That and the sort of final battle with Thor and Malekith falling through different realities. I think those are the... I also distinctly remember the scene when um, Loki like fakes cutting off Thor's hand. Mm. I also remember that scene just as a more shock value scene, like "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. Cut off his hand, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh wait, no, he didn't." It was an yeah, illusion. exactly. It uh, it is yeah an illusion, and yeah, it it is yeah. I I think. Like, yeah, I, I just sort of think this film... Like, that's, like, another sort of good sort of small moment in it. But I think a lot of this film is just kind of boring and just sort of yeah. goes nowhere. 
and doesn't really do a whole lot for the MCU. Like, I would a hundred percent agree on that. Like, because it, it's sort of because the beginning of both these two Thor films start with like a flashback of like, oh, Odin fought this army of people. Yeah. Like, both of the first two Thor movies start with that. And then it just sort of is like, oh, and, and now in present day, here's what's happening. And, and it's just sort of like, I'm yeah. not as uh, as interested. Yeah. Like, it just sort of like, it's not engaging enough. Yeah. And then like, and then there's the stuff like, again, with the human characters, like with Darcy and Jane, and they're like, oh, and they, they're like throwing the things into like the wherever the ether is and it's like oh look it keeps going through and then i don't know it just sort of goes on a bit with sort of, sort of pointless tangential moments that don't really add anything and it, that are just quite boring honestly yeah i i totally agree with that but it's boring yeah. it gets really boring that part yeah and, and like like the the dark elves, they they sort of break into um, Asgard and they kill Thor's mum, which is sort which of is, is like it's supposed to be like such a significant part, but it's yeah. like really brushed over. Like, yeah, you know, I, like, like oh, that happened. Yeah, like I yeah, like we mentioned, like you mentioned. Sorry, <clears throat> like we <laughs> mentioned before. When uh, Loki, yeah, he's in his room and he reveals it to be like a mess and everything. Like that's a nice bit, but just the scene. But I just don't really have that emotion towards it because I didn't really care for his mum. So when she I, dies, I just don't. It's just nothing. Yeah, just nothing, nothing for it. Nothing. Yeah. Like oh, it happens. Okay, cool. But like, yeah, like. Honestly, the only, there's only a couple of redeeming things for that, and that's, like, Loki and, again, the fight scene at the end, and that's it. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it's kind of, a, like, a pretty... Yeah, it's a pretty... I don't want to say boring. worthless, but it, it is, yeah, pretty pointless and doesn't really do a whole lot for me. It's it's one of the MCU films that I'll be like, I will I don't want to have to watch that again. <laughs> Like I only yeah. rewatched it for the purpose of this. I I was ne- I'm never like oh I want to watch a Marvel film. Oh let's throw on Thor Dark the World. Dark World. Yeah, I'm never like that. I'm like oh Guardians of the Galaxy. Like if I was to rewatch it, I'd be like oh Guardians of the Galaxy. That's pretty good. I like that film a lot. Or Thor Ragnarok or something like that. Oh, uh, you know, like I'll put on that's that's Thor Ragnarok and you know. Uh, but this yeah, it just sort of there's good ideas. They just don't execute them well enough yeah and it it is interesting though because two of the writers on this film like i don't know how much involvement they had in this film but they are the credited writers and they wrote like infinity war and endgame and this two captain america winter soldier and civil war like they they've written those are really good yeah and I think they wrote the first Captain... They wrote all the Captain Americas, in fact. And then they wrote this. Um, and it's just sort of like, what happened? Like, And there was a third writer, so I do wonder, like, which writers... Like, Excellent. who did what? Yeah. Uh, and, but it is also interesting, because the other writer also was one of the writers on Thor Ragnarok. So it's just kind of like... 
it's weird when good writers write bad things. Yeah. Like, and this film just, yeah, it's not, like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like the worst film ever made or anything like that. But, like, it just doesn't feel, like, it just, it just isn't there. And it just sort of, and it's not even, yeah, it's not like one of those bad films where, like, you, where it's entertaining to talk about how bad it is. It's just sort of like, it's a film that exists to say it. Because we haven't really been saying as much about this film, I've, I've, I've sort of noticed, but I don't, but it's just like... It's not interesting to talk about, but I, I will say the ending where that sort of it leads into Ragnarok, where Odin is missing. We don't know where he is, but Loki is pretending to be Odin, um, I think is like a nice moment. Yeah, that's a pretty cool And then moment. And I, th- I think that's like a good ending because they'll be like, oh man, what's going to happen now? And I gotta say that's like with most Marvel movies, they're like pretty good at like leaving... Like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Yeah, man? and then there's the the the, the post credit scenes where um, Volstag and Sif take the ether to the collector, who is yeah. the Guardians of the first Guardians of the Galaxy, with the Infinity Stones. And then I think this was even like more continuing on to touch. I think this was. I think this would have been the first time they really touched on. And Guardians. mentioned the Guardians as, and the Infinity Stones. I think this would have been one of the yeah. first times they referenced it them specifically as the Infinity Stones because we'd seen you know the Mind Stone and um, the Space Stone at this point, and then there's the Reality Stone, which is this one, which is the Ether. But yeah, it was the first time they were called that, and then yeah, that leads into Guardians of the Galaxy, and then um, and then there's the other post credit scene where it's Thor. He comes back to Earth, and then him and Jane have a moment, but that doesn't really have any importance to the story. It doesn't. It's not leading to anything. It's just. Uh, it's just sort of a moment, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so do you want to rate this one and then move on, unless there's anything finally you've got to say about the film? I would say I would give it like a three. Mm, yeah, and that's like yeah. that's probably being a bit generous even for that <laughs> yeah i i gave it a four it's uh yeah it's my least favorite marvel film currently yeah i, I just think it doesn't it's a bit crap um i just yeah. think it, uh, it's just it's yeah and then so to wrap up to sort of round out this episode we get one of the best mcu films in thor oh. ragnarok Top 10. Easy. Easy, yeah. Um, I, so I saw this film when it came out in the cinema. Well, I saw the trailer, and I sort of instantly thought, okay, this is very different to uh, how the other Thor films looked. And there's, like, lots of colour. Yeah. There's lots of, you know, inventive visuals and stuff. And I'm like, this looks really good. And then, um, actually, like... Actually, I believe... Thor. So, fun fun fact about um, you know, the song they used, the Led Zeppelin song, immigrant like, song, yeah, yeah. Fun fact: that song is very famously known to be incredibly hard to convince Led Zeppelin to let them somebody to use it, like incredibly hard. 
Really? Yeah. Like, you, you have to, like, pay out. And, like, they had to pay, to pay out Led Zeppelin so much money for that. Yeah. But first of all, they had to ask and Led Zeppelin had to agree and then they had to come to terms. And usually no one even gets to the point of coming to terms about the payment. Like, really? usually Led Zeppelin just straight up says, no, yeah. It's one of the hardest songs to get, like, permission for in Hollywood. That's really that's interesting. What, that's why you don't hear that song that often in movies. Mm. I think the only other example I can Shrek think 3. of is Shrek 3, where it's used... Shrek 3. Briefly. Briefly. Also, not very well, to be no. honest. Yeah, it seems that, like, yeah, it's not a... It's a, Oh, wow, yeah, it's not really... Used in a lot of films. I'm yeah. just looking at it, yeah. It's, see, it says, like, use of the song in media. It's got, it's like, School of Rock, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Thor Ragnarok. Like, it's barely... Like, that's, like... Yeah, and then Shrek 3, it's, like, four films. Yeah. And you... Which and... is... Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's one of those songs that is... Super hard to like. They pretty much like say no to every offer they get asked for mm. to do that song in the film. So yeah, and they use it so well. Yeah, it so yeah. Well. This yeah, it's used uh, twice in yeah, it's used yeah. twice in Ragnarok. I think uh, to yeah, very. Well, it was used in the trailer, and it's like. Because they're being used in the trailer, I was like, okay, this is... They're doing something different now, and I like yeah. this. And then there was the whole sort of, I guess, reveal that it's effectively going to be Thor slash Planet Hulk, or, or, like, Gladiator Hulk in the film as well. Yeah, like, um, World War Hulk. World War Hulk, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is... Yeah, this I, is going to be excited really good. I was excited for the trailer. Yeah. yeah. When the trailer came out, I was like, oh, my God, they're doing World War Hulk. Oh, yeah. Of course, we didn't, we didn't get them to see as much as World War Hulk as we wanted. Like, I wanted it to be like... Because, mm. like, the whole thing behind World War Hulk was that the Illuminati, which is, like, consistent of Doctor Strange, Tony Stark, Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm, all yeah. Right? They were like, oh, we think Hulk is too dangerous. So let's send him off-world. Yeah. And they do. And they crash land, he crash lands onto into, um, Shakar. Shakar, yeah. Sakaar, and um, he becomes a gladiator, overruns the king, and becomes the king of the world of Sakaar. Mm-hmm. And you know, he he actually gets like, um, he actually marries some um, a fellow gladiator, and you know, has a child, and you know, then the shuttle explodes, and he blames the Illuminati for the spaceship exploding that he came on to, so he heads back to Earth. And- just for the sole purpose to destroy them. Yeah, and is that is that what leads into Planet Hulk? Where no Planet Hulk, that is I'm fairly sure might, but it's like it, it's pretty much like Hulk at his strongest, pretty much. Mm, yeah, and like everyone agrees that World Hulk, World War Hulk is the strongest Hulk has been, probably most likely. Mm, yeah. And this is like Hulk has infinite strength, technically. Mm-hmm, yeah um yeah i i do think there isn't yeah as much of the gladiator stuff as we see like there's the there's the really great scene of thor versus hulk in the gladiator pit which yeah, is a really goes, great scene 
and you know just him going yes yeah that's a friend from work yeah exactly i think that's a really and great bit yeah a, a fan actually asked chris evans uh not chris evans oh chris my god hemsworth. chris hemsworth to say that for the line yeah i think it was oh, yeah. yeah they had a, a young kid like a kid who like a, one of those like make a wish kids make or something wish yes yeah. set and he, and he suggested that as a line and they're like yeah and it worked as a line yeah it worked. it worked. It was it so good. It's one yeah. of the best lines in the MCU. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this film really makes Thor interesting. Um, I think this is where Thor finally... And I, and I do think that Infinity War is the best performance. Like, Chris Hemsworth's best performance in the MCU and the best sort of version of Thor we've seen yeah. so far. I don't know what Love and Thunder is going to be like, but I think... This is the sort of beginning of like he's a very I funny think, character in this. I think I liked him in more in Ragnarok more than love um than um Endg- in Infinity Endgame, sorry Infinity just yeah. because he went back to being a lot more brooding you know a lot more yeah and you and you you don't really care for the whole sort of brooding like part of no him. I I don't mind the brooding. But we've seen that already for, like, two bloody films, pretty much. Yeah, plus the two Avengers films. Which, yeah. Yeah. And, like, Thor is, you know, he, he lives in, um, you know, Asgard, you know? Mm-hmm. that's It's it's where, you know, there's endless feasts and, you know, alcohol and all that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, like, the whole thing with Asgard is, you know, it's the place where warriors go to fight for eternity and drink and eat <laughs> in a, at in the a, many holes until yeah. and never get full yeah no i i kind of get where you're coming from with that i i think like yeah because in, infinity war is a much darker story and so there isn't really many opportunities yeah. for thor to be um jovial darker. and jokey and you know and and whereas in in ragnarok he he has a lot of joking moments but he does have sort of the more emotional moments like when he's talking to um odin towards the end of the film talking about that was a really good scene god of ham well he's not the god of hammers he's the god of uh, thunder and i think that sif sif Sif. is a really good villain sif you mean hella hella sorry sif is her dog N- no, Sif is no, the uh, no, Sif. the female warrior. I, sh- <laughs> I should know this. I'm. I think it's like Fenris is the wolf. I think Fenris, yeah, know. Fenris. Fenris I'm is the sure wolf, and Hela is the villain. Yeah, uh, she's one of the better MCU villains, but I don't think she's particularly yeah. great either. She's just she's like fine, but she's not amazing or anything. I just find I just find it that Fenris. Um, the mm. wolf is actually technically in the actual mythology. Um, uh, Fenris mm. is Loki's um son, one of Loki's sons. Right. Oh uh, yeah, because yeah. Loki in the comics is very well in Norse mythology, and yeah, I mean to be fair, a lot of but, Norse uh, gods are very out there with their yeah, mythology. Very like it's very complicated. Yeah. Let's just say. 
But yes. yeah, I just find that funny a little bit as somebody yeah. that knows his mythology. That's like, ha, huh, that's actually Loki's son, technically. Yeah. Yeah. The real life mythology. <laughs> yeah. It. Um. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I. Uh, I think like. Yeah, this film just has a lot of really just good stuff going on with it. I think. Yeah. Like like the opening scene where Thor is sort of. You think he's narrating to you, but he's just talking to a skeleton he's he's made friends with in the um, in the sort of cage, and then he's talking with the Serta about yeah. all this stuff. I think that's a really good introduction scene, and it, and it really uh, sort of illustrates how this is going to be very different to the other Thor films. Like this isn't going to be the sort of serious, sort of brooding. Um, well, it's going to be. We're going to no. you know they're going to have fun with this. Yeah, and, and I, I think, think that's what made the movie really successful was uh, mm. it's a fun movie. Yeah, I think that yeah that helps. I think a lot of people like when I saw this, it's like just every joke was landing. Every, like people were just finding like every sort of even the smaller jokes, the sort of like um, like I, yeah, just seeing this, it just really got a laugh out of the audience when I saw this when it came out it was uh i yeah and i and i had a lot of fun with it too i really did enjoy the film i I, and i do think it is one of the best films in the mcu it it has a lot just really has a lot yeah a lot going for it and there's lots of just really great moments in it um you know where and we meet some new characters there's korg in the film, who I think is a, who is a lot of fun as a character. Yeah, everyone. I think like everyone loves Korg. Everyone, yeah. And he's yeah, he's only in like a handful of scenes. He's not actually in it a whole lot, but he's just he's just having a lot of fun. Like Taika Waititi's having a lot of fun playing Korg, and like when he sees like Loki's sort of um, projection self, and then he disappears through the wall, and he, and then Korg runs over and kisses like piss off ghost. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good scene. That's a really good part. I, I th- like, at, yeah, and I just th- you know, and just so, like the way he sort of speaks, he's like, "Oh yeah, you you want to come and go spaceship?" You know, like he's saying like, yeah. that kind of stuff. I think uh, really is uh, is it's on, just a, oh, it's I can't do like um, a New Zealand, accent, but it's like New Zealand. Yeah, but it's like I love it when he goes like the revolution has started. Yeah, yeah. You, he's just very uh yeah and it's like oh look you know you could have this like three-pronged sword if it would work if they're three you know stab three vampires if they're huddled close together you know like, oh like when the like um oh, what's the other dude that he's um oh meek with? the the meek, like, sort of... it's like um they're like oh wait he's just dead <laughs> no it's like oh yeah i stepped on him and i've just felt bad and can him around and it's like oh oh he's not dead he's alive apparently oh and then yeah yeah i uh think there's lots of good uh bits of comedy in here and there's lots of there's lots of there's also some really sort of darker stuff into it, like valkyrie's character who is also introduced in this um how she was you know part of the valkyries of asgard and they faced hella and they lost and we just see this scene of them of just like hundreds of valkyries trying to fight hella to you know well uh, brittle end you know yeah and there's just like some yeah some really 
great shots of like the of like from behind of Helen you can just see all the Valkyries coming in on the um you know like you see all these great just, yeah just great shots I think this is one of the most colorful MCU films and they just do a lot of really great stuff with the like they just it, do a lot with it I think they just do a lot of great stuff in general with it like it, it was probably one of the best it's one of the best MCU movies for a reason yeah and they they also like sort of because I, I think it this film it sort of does away with all the stuff from the previous films that didn't work like all the there's like no human characters in this film they're all from like Asgard or from Sakaar or from whatever like you've only yeah. got, really got Doctor Strange but he's you know, so he's a sorcerer, so he doesn't really count because he's got powers. Uh, you, you've got technically you've got um, Doctor Banner. You got Banner. Banner, yeah, but yeah, he also becomes the Hulk. So he, again, like they're the only two human characters, but they aren't just humans. Like they've got more to them. Yeah, and as opposed to the other stuff that is like the other characters. Like, in the first two Thor films, where, like, Jane Foster is just a human. Like, you know, she's just a regular human, you know, that kind of thing. And in and this that, things... like, Thor lo- falls in love with her, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it's just sort of like... Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, there's just a lot of... This film just really sort of, yeah, takes away all the, the problems and all the fat of the first two. And just, like, we're just going to get rid of all of that... And we're just gonna keep, and we're just gonna introduce a whole new, a ton of other stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I think most of the scenes are pretty good. They they shot this in Australia, actually. I remember. Yeah. That was like I a big that. deal when I was like on my way to school, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they're shooting the new Thor film down in like the city," and I'm like, "Ah, that's cool." I think we, I think we might have like. Uh, we might have talked about that ages ago when it came out. Yeah, I I think because 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 I think like they do a lot of MCU stuff here, like they shoot here yeah. quite often because it's cheaper. I think and they do a lot of visual effects stuff. They've got like tons of studios as well. Well, and... whenever guarantee whenever you see like a desert or beach scene, <laughs> yeah, in any movie it is shot here right in australia we have like one of the best deserts in the world exactly yeah just shoot movies yeah and they and like the best beaches yeah exactly because yeah watching like the scene where thor and loki they go to like the home like they go to the old person's home where loki says he left odin and i'm just looking at like in the background of like those that looks like that looks like an australian street like the buildings and the like yeah. the light, like it just like that looks how Australia looks like when I go to the city. That's what it looks like. Uh, and yeah, I know they reshot a scene. They shot like a scene, and then they're like, "Oh, that doesn't work." When um, Thor's hammer is uh, broken by Hela in the original trailer, it's in like an alleyway, and I think they were yeah. just like, "Oh, that doesn't look too good." So then they shot it in like a field because that looks way better better yeah yeah they shot it in in like the central district here in brisbane so they were yeah very very close to home we i could have gone down to see it if, if i had uh wanted to I, I wish i could yeah they, yeah they shot it yeah and then yeah they shot the most recent thor film here as well but i think they shot it in like 
Sydney or Sydney something. Or something like yeah, I think yeah. They, they've set up sort of base to shoot here, which is fair it enough. Would have, it would have been funny if it was like Byron Bay. Because <laughs> yeah, that's where Chris Hemsworth lives. Yeah, because it's yeah he wouldn't be too far from home because it looks like yeah they usually shoot in America, so he has to travel yeah. you know around it, the world. Um, it would. I, I've I've been to Byron Bay, but and like it would have been funny running into Chris Hemsworth. That that would have been hilarious. Yeah, go around a little bit of tangent. Like, he he's such a good go, um, good bloke. Apparently, like he's such a good guy. Yeah, and like, um, he's he, honestly, I couldn't see anyone playing Thor as well. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. see anyone else. Yeah, they really sort of capitalize on Chris Hemsworth as an actor and sort of as a present. Like, he really brings, you know, like a lot of comedy to the role, but he also brings the serious, like he brings a lot of yeah. sort of seriousness to it. And plus he just looks like Thor. <laughs> like, yeah. he's, like he's sort of an actor of like, okay, we need like a really big guy, you know, and, and, and he really, yeah. I find it funny though, that originally his brother auditioned for Thor. Ah. Yes. And then he auditioned, and he got the part, and you know he was like, and he got his brother like a cameo in yeah. one of the movies, if I yeah. believe so. Yeah, in um, this one actually, in Thor Ragnarok, the scene where they've got where uh, Loki is like playing, like they've got that play of like this of Loki's death scene. Yeah, in yeah, that's it. Dark yeah. world, and they have like yeah luke hemsworth as thor and they've got like matt damon as loki and sam yeah. neil as odin like that's a really nice bit um and i think like this uh really yeah it, it does a lot with the film and they uh do yeah there's lots of really yeah just lots of really good parts in it there's like some really yeah funny bits in it and they really and i feel like they do a lot in the film but they make it work like they don't like overdo it they yeah. do it like them they do a lot but it works and it they keep it interesting instead of you know like the previous films where you know there's a lot in the film but it's like a bit boring in some scenes but in yeah. this like they keep it interesting throughout the whole movie yeah, they keep the audience engaged. Yeah, they uh, that's yeah, that's the thing. They don't really do a whole lot. Like they do a lot with it, but they don't overdo it. Like because there's a lot of sort of crazy shit going on in this, um, and they don't. But they don't. It's not sort of crazy and mental for the sake of it. It's more just yeah. like this is here to service the story and it just so happens that it's going to be a bit out there which i think is a a good way because i think a lot of people a lot of filmmakers and writers sort of are like oh we just need to put crazy stuff in here this film for the sake of it and it doesn't service the story or it doesn't add anything it's just kind of like it just kind of like this isn't we don't need this we can just you know get rid of it but you know um i think this it's sort of a perfect balance of the um, comedy and sort of out there elements with the sort of more grounded parts of the film as well, I think. Yeah, totally agreed. 
Um, the, my only major problem with it is uh, Carl Urban's character as uh, Scourge. He's like the new sort of um, guy who, like the gate. He, he replaces Heimdall basically. Yeah. Oh, and when he got look, yeah, that character's a little bit annoying. But I found the hey, behold my stuff. You know, that scene. I, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, scene. I do like the introduction scene where he's got like the two guns. It's like I call him Des and Troy, because yeah. together they destroy, like, I do like that bit, but everything afterwards is just sort of, like, hit or miss, hit or know? miss, yeah, like, his redemption moment, where he's, like, he's, like, I'm gonna fight the, uh, these things for Asgard, I'm just, like, I don't know if I really care for that, like, that just sort of comes a yeah. bit too quickly and a bit out of nowhere, there's no real, like, I know there's sort of bits in the film where they're like, oh, he's sort of, he doesn't want to execute these people, so he's a bit conflicted, but it just I isn't... feel like he does it out of self-interest, not in... Yeah, and it does come sort of a bit like, despite the whole sort of foreshadowing, it does come a bit out of nowhere, and it's just like, oh, that's yeah. what we're doing. I mean, Like, it's... I was predicting... I was more predicting him, like like defying Hela, like going like no saying no to her and her, her just going oh sweet you're saying no knife like, yeah just... like earlier on in the film before he tur- before he starts fighting the things you mean right? like, yeah he, yeah yeah that sort of yeah like like yeah in that execution scene it was like no i'm not gonna do it and then she kills him then like i think that would have probably yeah. worked a bit better because sort of as it is, it's just like, oh, he just sort of decides to become a, a good guy. And it just sort of... Like, Even though, you know, he executed a bunch of people beforehand. Yeah, and he's just sort of being a terror. He's just been not a very good person. Like, it, yeah, I, uh, it, yeah, just sort of... That's my only sort of major um, problem with the film, really. And I do think, like... I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I, I did think a couple bits of comedy were a bit... Didn't, didn't fully hit. work, yeah. And that's just sort of personal, uh, a personal thing with the film. It's it's just a, a, hand, a handful of jokes. Just didn't land for me in the way that they were sort of intended. Uh, the main one, actually, that I, could, that I just thought of was when... Um, banner he's like oh i can't become like the hulk again because if i do then like um i might stay the hulk and i like that sort of whole thing and then when he has to fight the and then like he jumps out of the ship when they're on asgard and he he snaps his neck yeah he just sort of lands on the yeah thing i'm just sort of like okay it i kind i get what they're going for but i just didn't really think it was that funny and then he becomes the Hulk and he fights the wolf. I'm like, okay, now this is really good, and I really like. Look, it. I found it a bit funny just because of the shock value, not for the actual thing. Yeah, but I found it funny because it was like, oh, that yeah. happened, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like Hulk, which you know that's how yeah. it works, you know. And he even says it himself. You know, I put a bullet in my um, mouth, and it, the other guy spits it out. He says that himself. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, yeah, because, and yeah, it's pretty, it's hard for him to, yeah, self admittedly, yeah, kill himself. Uh, which is uh, in the, or first. just die in general, just because, di- yeah, you know, the Hulk. Because the Hulk will just sort of be like, no, I'm not gonna have that happen. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I think, like, I do really like the stuff in Sakaar, I think that's all good stuff, but I, it, it, like, in the third act, in the final, yeah, 30 minutes of the film, where, like, they go to Asgard and Thor fights Hell, and then he truly becomes the god of thunder, and then there's the, and he's just, there's the immigrant song, and he's just, you know, yeah. he's, it's, he's just unleashed as... That whole scene was Thor. awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, like, it was, like, yeah, the best part of the film like where where hell is like what were you the god of again and then he you know just hits her with lightning and then he yeah jumps, jumps down onto the bridge and there's like the great shot of him it's like a slow-mo shot of, of him like falling like jumping down onto the bridge onto like a yeah. sea of them and then he's oh, of them like stacking up to reaching reaching for him yeah and then that's... he yeah lands and then he's just got and his, his eye is just, just you know glowing glowing and he's just got like and, and like, then you see the next scene, which has like Valkyrie slow mo walking as the um, ship behind him releases, um, behind her releases fireworks and yeah, all that. Exactly. exactly. And the whole fight scene in between Hulk and the wall. Yeah. It's, it's one, one of the, the best scenes in the MCU, MCU I think. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's got, got comedy, but it's also just got like great catharsis, like just badass moments of like, this is Thor, like, this is peak Thor. And I gotta say, like, yeah, it's like the strongest Thor we've ever seen. Thor, Thor probably has some of the best moments in the MCU. Like, yeah. um, for instance, Infinity War when he comes into Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's that, that is, is yeah, yeah, like the, the one, one of the best, best scenes in the film, and one yeah, of the best scenes in sort of films in sort of recent history. history I would say, like, and, and I, I think, think like because this, yeah, because yeah, Rag- and sort of yeah, yeah Ragnarok is. Sort of the the beginning of Thor being becoming the best part, like the best version of his character, being one of the best characters in the MCU, and yeah, and like yeah, his you know his entrance into Wakanda is it's sort of like spawned because of Ragnarok, you know, him yes. truly becoming the god of thunder, and know. like I'm yeah, it was just downright just a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really, really think, think they Taika did, did. and it, it, it is, is interesting because like, I always thought I thought he wrote it for like the longest time, and then he didn't. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, but he really is just like like it just this feels like one of it just fe- like he he brings a certain style and sort of flair to it, and just like yeah, this is. And that's probably why he's coming back for Love and Thunder because yeah, exactly. that it was the most successful um, Thor movie out of them all. Yeah, and they're like, sweet, we've got something. Let's keep it that way, you know. Yeah. And then they had him write the new one as well, so they they really yeah. have faith in him to to do yeah great stuff with this. And and like yeah, he does a lot of really good stuff with this film, you know, and has. Surtur destroying Asgard to be like, okay, Asgard is done. It isn't a place anymore. It's the people. That's yeah. fine. And then that leads into Endgame where they have uh-huh. a new Asgard. And um, the whole scene when, you know, Hulk um, sees Surtur and just, you know, punches him. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, no, we can't fight and we have to go. But he's like, it's yeah. a big monster though. Like, but um, yeah. And yeah, they get on the ship. Asgard is destroyed. And uh, then, yeah, there's the post-credits scenes where we see the Asgardians' ship is... they A, a massive ship is uh, pulled up in front of them. And, uh, and I remember watching that 
in the cinema, I was like, oh, that's probably Thanos, isn't it? Yeah. And then it was, and that's like... the, the first scene of Infinity War. Yeah. And the first stone he collects is the, uh, the space no, stone. second stone. The no, second one. Second, second one. Yes, that's right. It's he... the power. Um, it's the space stone. Yeah, because yeah. he gets the the power stone. From power Zeno, stone. For... Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Loki, because Loki just had to take the tesseract, and he couldn't just leave it. Um, but it's so, that's Loki for you. you yeah, know. and then there's the the second post credit scene, which doesn't really do much. Where the uh, Grandmaster, who we didn't actually touch on, really, who I think is a lot of fun in, in sort of his very small part, uh, is Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun in this. He, yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot, and he's not in it that much, but he is quite a bit of fun. Um, and then, yeah, he is like, oh, no, and then there's all the people of Sakaar, and they, yeah, and it's like... Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I love this film. I think it's... Uh, uh, I think probably top three and no top five MCU. I don't think I think it's just out of yeah. my top three, but it's it's top five MCU. It's one. I, of I would the agree best. with that. Yeah, it's just one of the best films, and I bumped my score up. I, I initially had this as an eight out of ten, but I bumped it up on this rewatch to a nine out of ten. Yeah, it's just it's it's fantastic. I w- I, I I gotta say, um, I completely agree with that again. I I would put out a nine out of ten again. Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, just one of the best MCU films. Yeah. I think most people would agree it is top tier, just operating on like sort of every level. Yeah. That like these films MCU are. at its peak. Yeah, it's like peak MCU. It's not the best MCU film, but it is like truly no. at the perfect level. Of um, like what the what the MCU should be, you know what it what it is. Yeah, exactly. I just, and yeah, I just love it. It's great. It's uh. It's, yeah, it's, it's a really, really great film. Uh, so, yeah, but, but just quickly before we wrap up, I've uh, got Thor, um, Love and Thunder, yeah. which is the new one. Um, I am looking forward to it, <laughs> relatively so. I think that it will be good. Well, It'll probably be pretty good, in fact, I think. Um, they've got a lot of things from the comic books coming in. Yeah. So of course they've got Jane coming in. Um. So you know how Mjolnir, this is rebuilt Mjolnir. Yes. You saw how in the trailer in the ability where she like kind of swings it and like electric spikes come out, like shards come from it. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. That actual thing <clears throat> in the comics where Mjolnir actually gets destroyed, that gets put back together, and that's one of the abilities that it gets from it being put back together, that it can just throw shards of it. Mm. So that was a little nice detail. Um, and, of course, um, bloody... What's his name? The God Destroyer himself coming in. Um, my yeah, God, my God brain's God going... Picture. Yeah. And, like, the fir- one of the first things you see him is pulling the sword, and that- that's the Necro Sword, mm. which is, like, that's a huge thing in the comic books mm. because that's the first symbiote. That's the, f- you know, made oh, from... Oh, yeah. I was, so, I was talking to someone about this today, and they were talking about how, like, yeah, the symbiote stuff will... Yeah, and that's, like, the Necro Sword is the first ever symbiote ever... Um, to be created by um, the god of the symbiotes and like you know the whole thing behind his story is that you know he believed in gods for so long and then his 
you know, family slowly died from starvation. And mm. then one time he came across two gods fighting and one god was like, hey, help me. And he was like, you never helped me. And mm. so he grabbed the necro sword from him and just went, stab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, so cool. I'm so... And like a lot of people were like, were like, oh, he doesn't look like what he looks like in the comics. I'm like, mm. well, in most adaptations, they never look perfect to the comics. Yeah. He looks really good. He looks still really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm a bit... I mean, I don't know what he yeah is meant to look like. So in... he's got like... You, you know Star Wars? You know Twi'lex? Yes. Yeah, he, he's virtually just a Marvel Twi'lek with extra mm. long dangly bits and it's like all white and yeah ah, okay that's if you well yeah I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing um what they will do with yeah. this new one i hope that uh they yeah do a lot of very promising looking you know yeah um, um doing you know female thor which i'm open to i, I think that uh they well... will hopefully do her character justice um instead of jane being absolutely batshit boring you know <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah uh there any sort of final things you wanted to say before we um wrapped up not really i yeah. you know, mm. other than like uh, thor thor is probably one of my um favorite mcu characters you know mm. Yeah. Um, and again, Chris, I couldn't see and I couldn't see anyone else but Chris Hemsworth playing him. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. I think it was a lot of fun, and yeah, I, I hope. Um, I yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh they do with uh with Thor: Love and Thunder. So yeah, thank you for joining me for this no week's episode. I hope you enjoyed. I'll I'll. I think I'd love to have you back on for another one at some point in the future. I think uh, you seem to enjoy coming on to do these. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, gives me an excuse to you know sit down and watch movies. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, listen to the other ones I did with Aaron. We did uh, Twenty Eight Days Later and Twenty Eight Weeks Later early this year, and then um, we also did a Valentine's Day special with Tom. But yeah, no, listen to the listen to the Valentine's one. It it does get a bit gets a bit out there we talk about some some weird stuff but like it's a weird movie it's a weird movie and it's but it's well worth listen um and yeah listen to all the previous episodes that i've done of this show and um yeah i think that's pretty much it anything i think that's pretty much all right we have anything to say yeah so yeah thank you all for joining me for this one and i will see all of you guys in the next one goodbye See ya.